Welcome to the Old Man New Pilot Podcast. The adventures of an older man who's decided to learn how to fly. Episode 35, Dual Cross-Country Done. 1st of March 2017. After the lack of flying during January and February, only one hour solo in total over both months, March started with my dual cross-country. This is a practice for the qualifying cross-country, a flight you have to take solo before you can take your skills test. The route was from Gamston to Peterborough-Connington Airfield, land there, take off from there to Homeside Airport, land there, take off from there and back to Gamston. For this practice run, uh, run, I'd be going with Lee as Luke was unavailable. Obviously, when I'm doing my uh, qualifying cross-country, I'll be doing it solo. So, all this was obviously plotted and plonged and what have you. The first leg was from Gamston to Beaver Castle, then turned towards Bourne, then direct to Peterborough. Now, after taking off from Gamston, we're immediately into some fairly turbulent air. In fact, I was not worried, but I was a bit like, oh, I hope it's not like this all the way. But five minutes on, it smoothed out, and from then on, we had a very comfortable flight with just a small amount of rain. Visibility was pretty good. I mean, there was quite a bit of cloud around, but visibility, you know, it wasn't hazy or anything, so you could see quite a long way. Beaver Castle is actually quite difficult to see, I think. Uh, surrounded by trees, and I found it difficult to see until I was quite over the top. But I made all the turning points on time, got to Bourne, turned towards uh, Connington, had a word with uh, RAF Wittering uh, so we could get a max penetration because you need that, otherwise you've got to divert around them. Uh, got close to Peterborough, got past Peterborough itself and then close to the airfield. I knew we were close. Uh, I couldn't. I just couldn't spot it. Lee knew could see it and he knew where it was. Obviously he's been there a few times. Uh, but I literally just had to raise my view to look another half mile further away and it was blindingly obvious. Uh, spotting stuff from the air is a lot harder than you might think. I actually, now when I use the car sat nav, tend to have the satellite terrain on uh, just to give me an idea of what the uh, you know the aircraft view would look like effectively. Uh, standard approach where you're pretty much flying over the second runway, which is at an angle, uh, and then turn onto the circuit. Now, I'd probably turn a little bit too early on the downwind, so I was a bit too close. Uh, and the base to final turn was was very close. So I turned on to base, then immediately had to turn on to final. I was a little bit higher than I should have been. Uh, but, you know, it's it's a reasonable length runway. I managed to get uh, Lima Bravo down. Uh, it wasn't the best landing I've ever had, a bit bumpy. Both of us popped inside for a quick loo break, and, of course, you have to go and pay your landing fees. They had cake and drinks and stuff like that. Uh, you know, they got quite a nice cafe with, like, a conservatory, so you get a nice uh, view, but... Uh, I was a bit too bit too busy for that. So, took off from Peterborough, which is nice, easy, you know, it's got a nice runway, and unlike Gamston, there's no backtracking, you just turn onto the runway and you're there on the numbers ready to take off. Uh, so the route from Peterborough to Humberside was Boston, then Caister, which is very close to Humberside, then landing at Humberside itself. So the Caister bit is, a, you just head towards Caister, but you never really get there. It's quite a long lake, I think it's 69 miles, and it's actually really quite dull. There's only two real things. First one is uh, you have to ask for a Matson ATZ penetration because you fly straight over the top of RAF Coningsby. We tried talking to them, couldn't hear anything. Tried talking to them in, couldn't hear anything. Decided to try, decided to try the tower, and they said, oh, 
the approach frequency, contact the approach on 119.2. Now, that was different from what I'd got written down uh, and I'd previously, you know, had in my notes. So that, that had changed. That and Waddington have both changed in the last few months. Now, Homicide's really easy to spot. Uh, There's like a big open mining area, I think it is, nearby. You can see it for miles and miles and miles. So, And Homicide is just in front of that when you're approaching from the south. It's got a huge runway, over two kilometres, I think. Uh, landing was really nice and smooth. You know, it's like you look at some airfields and you think that's landing on an aircraft carrier. This is like landing just just on a, you know, a massive... 10 football field long area it's just fantastic uh one problem with it being such a big airport was there's actually a really long walk to go to the terminal to pay the landing fee you can't just walk straight across the apron because there are you know jets there there are business jets and corporate jet and uh commercial flights going on so you get your 737s stuff like that um we parked in the general aviation apron which is probably the furthest point from the airfield uh, from the terminal uh, and it's a 10-minute walk each way. So make sure that if you do decide to do this, and when you're doing your you know, drill across country, if you end up at Humberside, remember to add at least 20 minutes just for the walk. Plus, you know, you're probably going to be paying for another 5 to 10 minutes at least because it's, you know, it's not necessarily that simple. They do offer a reduced landing fee for students, and it was, I thought, very reasonably priced. You know, you're landing amongst, like I say, 737s. Uh, it's pretty uh, exciting and interesting thing to do when you're a student pilot. Took off from Humberside. Again, dead easy. You know, they, they let me go pretty much straight away and uh, headed towards Brig and then Gamston. Now, it's been quite a long day. It was getting fairly late. Uh, I was quite tired. So it was nice to come home. Gamston, you know, obviously it's my home airfield. I know it pretty well. I know all the, everything around it now, so I recognise when I'm coming up to Retford, I recognise the power stations and things like that. So, you know, it's nice to know where I am. Uh, I asked for a straight-in approach because there was nobody else there. So rather than doing the overhead join and going around the circuit, uh, because I was coming from the north anyway, I just asked for an overhead approach. And uh, I don't actually remember ever doing one of those before. I think it might have been the first time. Now, Lee said he really likes doing them because he makes him feel like an airline pilot because, you know, you're approaching the runway from quite a long distance and you see it coming up close. And, uh, you know, once I was on that approach, I knew exactly what he meant. Went back into the office. Lee mentioned a couple of minor things that he thought I could just, you know, get a little bit better next time, but he was pretty happy with how I'd done. Uh, and really just couldn't wait to do my solo cross country. That was the next thing I was going to do. So I was going to repeat that entire journey, but on my own. Uh, I really hoped it wouldn't be too long. After the missing out so much in January and February, I didn't want to have to wait another month because it was fresh in my mind. Uh, you know, I, I was like, right, I'm ready to go. I could just almost turn around and done it again. But obviously it was getting a bit light by then. Uh, I've put a video up on the website you'll be able to see on YouTube. And uh, there's a couple of pictures on the website as well at oldmannewpilot.com. Uh, don't forget to uh, comment if you like it or if you don't even. And uh, subscribe to uh, me on iTunes so you can hear every episode of this. More to come. March turned out to be a very busy month. All right. Speak soon. Bye.